0: Ryan. I am so pleased with all the response that we've been been getting on our podcast. This is number five, and what a great time to be doing this as far as That you can feel the excitement in the air as far as in our region, in our country, in the world. And so there's this like sense of change and betterment, evolution. And I think that's what it's all about as far as evolution. And we humans forget that we're evolving and we're evolving into a state of love and happiness. So this is episode number five and we want to thank everybody out there that's made this such an incredibly successful podcast. (sighs)
1: Thank you, guys. Happy
0: Wednesday, Onk. How's your Wednesday going? Wednesday, actually, is my day off. Yes! So Absolutely. Yes. So I consider it uh, my Sabbath, so I did some yeah. spiritual work. I did some things. I did a little bit of cooking and house cleaning, and so everything's in a pristine way, and uh, I had a sense of gratitude, uh, a sense of affirmation of, oh. of the gratitude that I have toward my life, and I was driving over to your house tonight. There was a yeah. beautiful sunset with the with the clouds and so forth. And I thought, "There's life. That's that's really <laughs> the whole meaning of life is the, the, how grateful we are, and we kind of lose sight of things.
1: We do. And uh, I actually washed the dishes last night too, so I cleaned up a little bit too long. But... Right.
0: <laughs> well, one a little thought I had is like this: you know, people, some people have had a very difficult time twenty twenty because people are out of work and. People were struggling financially, and so we start to equate the fact that oh we're suffering and we're in crisis because we don't yeah. have the money granted, I get it you know i'd I'd much rather buy my food with dignity than to beg for my food right I got it, but then when I was driving, home, I was thinking you know there's a lot more to this abundance thing than just the money yeah. here I am driving my car and I'm driving on this on this beautiful interstate, and there's all these safety features there's overpasses and there's guardrails and that took a lot of money. That took a lot of a lot of foresight and planning. It took a lot of people and it took took a lot of effort. Mm. I'm looking across this beautiful downtown Denver that I live in, yeah. all those buildings, all the context, the infrastructure of this of this city that I live in is you know, billions and billions of dollars, and I get to live in it and drive around it, and I have mm. all this health care and so forth, and I'm thinking, that really is abundance, and that also is contributing. In other words, that's wealth. That's wealth. It's like we lose sight of the fact mm. of how wealthy we are. We're wealthy because we have these trees growing and all this, the farmers that plant yeah. the food, and so – and then – to be able to see the sunset that I did To be able to speak I was going to say When
1: you're coming down 36 How do the mountains look? The flat irons look
0: Absolutely That, that sense of that, That's a sense of awe That Mother Earth So that's, that's why I think That we have yeah. gratitude And the, why I like gratitude Is because when you're grateful You're like in a sense of love And that's really that sense of the divine
1: Yeah I'm understanding that I, I uh, missed the sun, sunset today
0: You worked today, didn't you? Yeah
1: Yeah so, you know, I was driving home and the traffic got the best of me today, I'll be honest. Oh, no, that's too bad. So it's kind of nice to hear you say that. And it's like, you know, clicks in my mind to, Yeah. Appreciate everything. Don't just rush to get home. Right. You know? Even so, sitting in traffic sometimes. I like that. Thank you. That right. hit home today. Yeah. For yeah.
0: Me. I mean, even sitting in traffic. So, yeah, you're, you're yeah. getting angry because you're sitting in traffic, but oh, you kind of forget traffic. that there's actually other people on the planet <laughs> that are also trying to <laughs> get it, home and work. And, and it
1: doesn't even feel like that sometimes. It feels like they're just vehicles on the road and you're trying to get by everybody. Right, and you don't even like realize that
0: hey, there's a person in there, in there, in there, in there, in that, in every vehicle. Right, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, people get so angry at each other, and you kind of forget. Well, maybe that's your, maybe that's your, you know, who is that? Well, it could be yeah. somebody like your best friend. It could be your, it could be your neighbor's yes. son. It could be somebody that you love. It could be somebody that you're related to. But it's, all of a sudden, they become this enemy. I'm like that Prius, get out of the way! (laughs) All right. (laughs) I have a podcast against you. Don't you know this? Do you know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and. And you find yourself, you find yourself <laughs> getting into that, mo- that mood and you're going, get out of my way. And you realize, okay, so those people are, are just people and yeah. you are, we're all together. And lies, that's actually one of the clues as far as why we have so much difficulty on this planet. Yeah. Because there's those other people over there and they're wrong and they're angry <laughs> and they're in our way and they're sitting on our oil over there. And right. so all these kind of things. It's a misperception that the difference that the individual is, is wrong. Yes. And so and, and to get out and to get to know that individual, you realize, like, like you said you 're driving down the road, and these enemies are in these cars, and they 're in your way yes. if you got out if you were stopped and you were stopped on the interstate for an hour and you got to the point where you got out and you got to know each other, you would absolutely find out. To these people are human beings with their own ideas, yeah. they, their own thoughts, their own fears, much like you. They'd
1: probably be like, Hey, I'm on the way uh, to my daughter, and we're picking up some dinner tonight, right. and I'm just trying to get home safe. Right, and I'm a surgeon, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm on the be way. Like, zoom, zoom, zoom. Right, I'm a
0: surgeon, I'm on the way to do some eye surgery for somebody, and I'm delayed because of this, but oh my God, what an amazing person. But asked, you know, they're probably thinking, Oh, and I also have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's always on my mind. I should have
1: paid before I left work,
2: dang it. Right. But
1: I am going to take your words and put them into action as soon as tomorrow morning, as soon as I drive into work. Right. I'm going to appreciate everything because I actually drive into Denver, so um, I get to see a little bit of your city.
0: Right. Yeah. And what, okay, so what's the advantage of that? Okay, you're taking, you know, my words and what's the advantage? The advantage of it is, is it improves your life instantly. It makes you feel better. All of a sudden, you you stop feeling grumpy. You start and you start attracting uh, the positive, loving environment to you. You start meeting people that are more loving and positive toward you. So, what I'm saying is and and instead all, of cutting people
1: off, I'll be like, right. "Come on in. Come on. go right. get over. It. Come on. Right. Everybody.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the disease, the disease of your soul, your heart, your mind, your disease yeah. of your physical body. So you, you actually create. A life that's much more positive just by your thought and idea of changing, of of evolving. Yes. And because it's like a, it's a bunch of levels. It's like you're on this level, you're vibrating on this level, and you're hating everybody. I know. That's what you're gonna see. Yes. You get above it, and you go, okay, so you start seeking a bit different level. And yes. whatever level you can get onto, as far as your vibration, your frequency, is what you're going to experience in life.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put that into practice, on Oh, good. Yes, tomorrow's when I'm driving, because I'm one of those guys that hate traffic, and I get so annoyed. And I'm like, why is there traffic? Because, at the end of it, it's open. You know, it's like, right. where was the right. where was the jam at? <laughs> right.
0: And so. traffic is such a difficult <laughs> thing to maneuver okay. as you know 100 years ago you'd be walking behind a horse or something <laughs> I know. right in a cart I guess I should be grateful I can be right. home in 30 minutes <laughs> right. right and meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile you're driving in your big truck and yes. you have your air conditioning or your heater on Flyers. with your music on on everything yeah. and the windshield wipers and <laughs> your headlights come on automatically well that I even it, need a jacket right it's got to be pretty rough to be you I right know. yeah it is so, Adam, I, I hope I you get through a, this I'm
1: I'm flipping that switch tomorrow right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be more appreciative for sure
0: Right, well, and that's just, I mean, it's just a matter of perspective, that's all yeah. it is yeah. Well, we're real fortunate because, again, this is episode 5 And you've met Zitor, which is my uh, amazing friend with so much wisdom, he's a little silly And then you also met uh, Sage, Sage nice. is, a, is a being of light, he doesn't really have a physical body But he's uh, an amazing wisdom. He talks about universal truth. He talks about universal harmony. And he is very well spoken, I think. And so you've met two aliens so far. I don't know if they're aliens or not. They're just part of the cosmos. But they're alien to us, I knew there was always aliens. And (laughs) come to find out, I met two already, you know. So go visit their planet. And I would you, love to. Well, then you'd be the alien, Alien, <laughs> wouldn't you? I would be the alien. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I never thought You'd be, that be the one. alien again. There you go. It's just a matter of perspective. All right. So today we have Pauline, and she is from the Palladian Galaxies the Pleiades. She's an amazing person. And whilst I don't know if she's a personage. I don't know how to describe her. I've met her. And I was introduced to her through Zetor. And... She is different than you and I as far as physical form. We have more of like the humanoid form. Zetor, again has this form of, I mean, he's a cute alien, you know, and he's has his own spaceship. And then Sage is this being of light, but the Pauline is actually has evolved on the Pleiades, and she has this beautiful form. Yes, a physical body, but it kind of looks like an octopus and uh, like a jellyfish. And you've seen in the mm-hmm. ocean these these different. Like fish that can change color real rapidly. They can turn bright green and bright orange and bright all these colors. And that's what she looks like as well. So
1: oh, Okay. So, wow. A treat for me. Right. In the last couple of weeks, uh, this will be my third uh, alien encounter. I know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, this is crazy. Right. Boom. My mind's blown. <laughs> right.
0: Well, sometimes when I go to Walmart, I wonder... If I, there's some aliens there, right? there is guaranteed some <laughs> like, so. You might. It's night, night night. Oh, hey, it's
1: perspective. They're aliens to you, right?
0: <laughs> right? Right. So you might have met few a few more than what you or think. We're aliens to them. <laughs> That's right. So Pauline is here with us, and she has, like I said, she's traveled for you know light years, and in, in, in her spaceship, she's had to go through like all sorts of like portholes and wormholes. And what I like about her is this, is that the uh, Pleiades is in this Milky Way galaxy as we are. And so oh. like Sage – right, exactly. So yeah. as Sage says, there's universal laws that apply to all beings everywhere. Okay. And it's, so it is – she's here to tell us what she does on her planet, what her, what her the what her society is like and how you can integrate that here. She's a little bit more oh. – She's a little bit more common sense you know Zitor is kind of funny and and sage is very like sage basically he fits his name he's yeah. very sage whereas Pauline says, well you know okay yes I get that that all these spiritual concepts and so forth but what about about the common everyday person what does it mean to be spiritual how do I heal myself how do I raise these kids what do I go through and so she can yeah. give that wisdom because the the, the 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 effect as far as her life is very much like ours it's very much like it is it's like this um we always talk about love and fear and the difference between that. We have freedom to be either in love or fear, and we, if we follow love, there's a, there's a greater sense of self and evolution. It's the energy. Now, it's not so much like a power. We're not trying to have power over anyone else. We're having, to, we're wanting to have love, and it's an energy. Mm. So it's it's the way that we can build things and grow. Like we, as a human being, a conscious being of light, is growing and evolving, and we must do it with the energy of love. It's kind of like math or just common sense now there's cultures like like say for example this is a uh you know this is a an example only. But in America, there was a while where we were building these beautiful buildings, which we still do. We build architecture and so forth. What happened is there was another uh, big nation that starts with a C. I'm not going to name it. But it started copying some of the American architects, uh, architectural blueprints and so forth. But to save money and to skimp, they would like Mm -hmm. leave certain things out. Literally, they were making like pylons. And then instead of them full of cement, like a big pillar of cement, they would make them hollow to mm. to save money. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's the, so they chose not to build with integrity. They chose yeah, yeah, yeah. to build their building without integrity and these whole buildings were just falling over and collapsing and wow. and so forth. So, yeah, you have the you have the blueprint or they they've had this blueprint what was tried and true with math and physics and the structure of the building, but they tried to cut back and they and without integrity, of course, cut the whole corner. thing collapsed. And that is exactly what you see in human world. You see humans that are trying to do the same thing, but they try to cut back. they don't have the spiritual integrity or the honesty mm-hmm. and so the whole thing, your whole consciousness will uh will collapse mm-hmm. and It's actually from the movie Aladdin, and the genie says to Aladdin he says, "The more you gain by pretending, the more you will lose in the end, and that is profound." In other words, it is a spiritual truth. In other words, if you, you can pretend, and you can pretend to be something you're not, and you can you can build your life without integrity. The true spiritual person is when the soul is grounded in integrity. You are the person of your word and what you say you're going to do. So Pauline mm. helps us with that. She says, okay. hey, you know, if you, if you don't, then you're going to get these. It's not a punishment of God. God is not waiting for you to, <laughs> to make a mistake and step on you and punish you. No. And it's not some devil that's going to poke you in the butt with a big pitchfork. It doesn't happen <laughs> that way. All right? It is because you are knowingly not living your integrity. You're knowingly lying to someone or lying to yourself. Or you're an individual that you are that you're taking advantage of someone else and you're not doing it with love. And so it's mm-hmm. just the principles coming back and, and so forth. All right. Okay. What are you going to say?
1: No, no, I'm just uh, c- trying to comprehend everything. Sometimes I have to go back and listen, re-listen, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Because all the advice is good, but it's coming at me, you
0: know. Right. And again, you don't have to know everything. Yeah. You don't really yeah. have to. Yeah. You don't know how you know you lost your baby teeth and your permanent teeth came in. Right? You don't know how that yeah. worked. You don't they're, know how they're just here now. They're just here. <laughs> A lot of things happen. You don't have to know all things. What I'd like to do though is I'd like to have Z Tour introduce Pauline because they are very good friends, and so. I think I'd like Z to Tour to introduce.
3: On me and my perspective and my planet and how I feel about life. And so I'm super, super smart and I'm magic and I'm also kind of silly. Okay, but I'll leave is right down to earth. She's the one that you can say, okay, so, yes, I understand the cosmos. Yes, I understand that there's hope. Yes, I understand that there's a divine creator and all this is love and light. But I have three kids and I'm single and I work two jobs and one of the kids is puking on me and the other one is, you know, being arrested by the police. So how am I going to deal with all this in a spiritual context? So tell me. Tell me someone, how am I gonna do this? So that's where Pauline comes in. Yes, Pauline actually studied intensely the human behavior and the human psyche and can understand the correlation between what's it like to be spiritual and human and what it means. So, welcome. We welcome you, Pauline, with your perspective. You know, I when I go somewhere and I so I go, Hey, you know, I need some help with this and so somebody starts explaining something and they just like talking in terms I don't understand. It's like, excuse me, I'm Zetor, I'm pretty magic, and I have my own spaceship, but I don't have a clue as to what you're saying. And after one, you go, oh my God, you start thinking about something else in your head. You go, okay, I'm just not going to tune this person out. And then 21 minutes later, you well, know, that was a complete waste of my time. I have no idea what that person just said. But with Pauline... You know, she speaks very clearly and succinctly, and she can explain your life a little bit more. So we get a perspective from Pauline from the
2: Palisades
3: of Colorado. You see, she has a palatial palace in the Palisades of Colorado where she can eat peaches, but Pauline actually is from the Palladian galaxy. That's where she's from, and she came in her Pretty spaceship to be here with you today. Yep. Yep, so if you do get a chance here in Colorado, stop by her beautiful, beautiful, pretty palace in the Palisades of Colorado. It's on the Western Slope. All right, I'm Zitor and I love you, and I love all of you, and I think we're all beautiful. Polly, unlike me, I have a physical body, and I'm just incredibly cute. And then Sage... He's just light. He's just golden light. He has no physical body. And then Ryan has a beautiful body. And Keith has a very tall body. But Pauline has a body, but it's very different. It's kind of like a cross between a jellyfish and an octopus. And she lights up. She's like a neon. And I'm like... There's fishes in our oceans that like change colors. That's what she looks like. So she has her own belated accent, but she can speak English pretty well. So I would like to be the first, Nils would like to be the first to welcome Pauline from the Palladian Galaxy. Welcome. How are you today,
2: Pauline? Hello. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for asking. I am having an absolutely wonderful day. I have had the most amazing and beautiful experiences today, and I'm so grateful to be here on this beautiful planet of love, light, unity, and creation. So thank you for having me here. You know, it was such an effort to get here as well, because as I was coming Two different intergalactic wormwood portals were jammed up with traffic. I couldn't believe it. So I had to take a moment of peace and know that I created this myself, these moments of pause while I waited in traffic, and I decided to use that time to look inside and see what it is that I needed to take pause about. It was a very joyful moment. I was very excited because I realized, well, first of all, I'd forgotten some laundry two weeks. And second, I realized that I had the ability to take rest whenever I needed it. And this was a moment of rest. And I was blessed to have it. You know how it is in life. We have so much to do, so many times that we are busy, 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 too busy to look inside And here I had a moment to look inside, and I was grateful for it. Now, it took me a minute to get to that gratitude, but here I am. And now I have that attitude of gratitude all the time, and I am grateful to even have it. So, I believe Zetor explained what I look like, and I thought I'd go into a little more detail. I look like a cross between a jellyfish and an octopus. So, I have the head of a jellyfish with a mouth that is not tucked under like an octopus. It is on the, top, on the front of the jellyfish um, side of my, my head. And my beautiful tendrils that come down are there, but I also have tentacles like an octopus that are very prehensile. I have a wonderful time with all my limbs. Floating and floating, where I come from, which is the Pleiades, we have seven sister planets and all the planets are different and all the beings on all those planets are different. The particular planet I come from has very light water and dense gas, so we can float from water to air and back again, and we have a wonderful time soaring up high and diving down deep, and it is just a marvelous time we play all day long. Of course, we have responsibilities, but we've come to the conclusion that if we have joy even in our responsibilities, we can play all day and still get it done. So that's very exciting. This was something that came to me later in life, this realization. I felt I had to be rather stern and constipated about things earlier in life. I'm so glad that I've come o- overcome that. So I did have a long trip here. It was very eventful. Let me explain what I travel in where we come from, there are entire neighborhoods that all the houses are rockets. So they look like a beautiful house made out of strange metal materials. What you would think of as maybe a Victorian house or an ultra modern house, because they're all different styles. But the ships themselves, the houses themselves are ships that just take up, you light up the bottom and off you go. And we have special anti-gravity features, so we don't have to use that much fuel. Once we hit certain atmospheres, we can go any direction because we are outside the buffeting of any wind, gravity, or any dimensional um, pole. It is just wonderful to do. And someday, if we get along well enough, I'll take you in my ship or my beautiful, palatial, two-story, royal blue Victorian rocket ship. And I'll show you the neighborhood from way up high. Until then, I love to park myself in Palisade and eat peaches. It's my favorite in the whole wide world. That's why I decided to live there. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. But in the meantime, let me just finish up my my introduction of myself and let you know that As I was coming into the outer dimensions of this planet and I was looking through the portals on my ship, i.e. the windows, it was such a beautiful gem of a planet to just hang here in space and be such a beautiful shade of blue. That's why I chose blue for my beautiful rocket ship, palace, because it's just the perfect color. So soothing and lovely. The planet I come from is misty and gray and green, and it's just lovely in its own way. But I wanted to stand out because that's just who I am. So furthermore, I want to tell you that Zetor was explaining to me that there have been some bad traffic problems here lately on our lovely planet Earth. And I just wanted you to think about this like I did in our lovely cosmic traffic jams. Just sit and think, what is this pause for? What do I get to get out of this? Because everything that is presented is for your highest and greatest good. And everything that is taken away is for your highest and greatest good. And whenever something is taken away, something better is given in its place. And it is up to you to find out what that is. Because when you find out what that is, you will jump for joy always. There will always be joy, even in loss. I do understand certain loss is very bitter, and it can be very hard on a person, but I must share with you that there is always, always a happy lining there, and it is your job to find it out what that lining is. No matter how bitter the pill, the effect will be sweet every time. I do understand that some things are hard to see like that, but take your time with it. The goodness will come always. And that is why I love being on this planet. Again, it is a planet of creativity, a planet of life, a planet of unity, and a planet of love. Most of all, love. And that is another reason why I chose to come here.
0: Wasn't just for a podcast?
2: Well, of course it was.
0: Good. Don't you know, if Zetor invites me, I show up. I don't blame you.
2: He throws the best parties. And
0: he's so cute.
2: <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> oh.
0: Pauline, if I could please ask you a question. I, I You know, I've met other uh, Pleiades, people from the Pleiades, and, and it's they're very compassionate, and they're very loving, and they, they're very evolved. And so when I was talking to Sage, he explained it very well, that there is no vacuum, there is no empty space. So then the creator creates all planets, all galaxies, everything is part of the creation, whether it's a atom that's comprising the min- most minute, or whether it's the grandest, and it goes on infinitely, which I al- also believe. All right, so if you will, we're all kind of neighbors, and you and Earth is in the same galaxy, right? So yes. I heard this. So you don't have time and space or know it like we do, because you're beyond the time and space continuum. So way like in the eighteen, nineteen hundreds, we on the Earth was pretty... Peaceful, joy because of the, of the technology that we're at or where we were at at that time And then in about the 1930s human beings begin to tinker a little bit with atomic and nuclear uh, energy and so unfortunately they weren't really following the divine laws of love and light they were looking at it as far as control and fear again that fear kind of concept of, of the other and destroying and so there was these bombs that were, that were being made. And unfortunately some of those were were uh, you know ignited and, and exploded in, in in the world. And what I heard, which makes sense, is that your your planet and your citizens and those that were neighboring to this planet Earth are monitoring and were aware of that. And you're aware of that, and then that's kind of like a wake wake up call. You said, Hey, you know, this is a problem if they're going to explode their planet. Then we're going to feel that ramification as well. So let's go, and you almost like sent like it like, oh, I don't know, missionaries or, or you know adversaries are not adversaries, but people that are advocates for love and light to this planet. And that's why that it has been so evolving so quickly in the last hundred years. It's almost like the old that, is, that was so bent on war and destruction and darkness has faded away and you're seeing that this unity of human beings coming together and evolving because of influences like you now i know that perhaps maybe you know people are from different realms or different planets and so there could be human beings that from are from your your world as well from the pleiades but what i'm saying is there is actually a universal law that does state that no human or no species can actually blow up the planet. So this apocalyptic kind of reality that human beings buy into, in, which is fear-based, is actually erroneous, and it is part of the illusion or delusion. And so it's kind of like the smoke. It's it's not really the fire of the energy. It's just more of the smoke that, that's dissipating. But I'm, I know I'm asking this as a long question, but my question is, is it true that that you did? I mean, you... In the Pleiades and the the seraphim angels and the uh, the archangel Michael's and all this that that and this vastness of creation said, hey, we need to we need to take care of little brother here. We need to take care of this little realm called Earth. We the dinosaurs were doing good; they weren't hurting anything. The pterodactyls and all these fishes in the sea, and now now they're kind of tinkering with some energy, and we need to gently guide them. Or and so that's that's my question. Did did you actually respond like that?
2: Well, let me tell you, Keith, that is a long question with a long answer. First of all, in the 30s on this planet, the 20s and the 30s, a huge evolutionary and technology uh, jump happened. And a door was opened. And many, many things were created in the 20s and 30s. Many, many things. And in the 40s, actually, as well. What I want to share with you is, yes, the ability to have a nuclear bomb, or an atomic bomb, was created. The eight, I think there was also something called an H-bomb. I don't know if they were one and the same. It's not my planet, so I'm not sure about that history. But I can tell you this. Also, many things to heal the body, mind, spirit, and soul were created at that time. And these are things that I see used on this planet even today. And there were many, many, many things that were created in this huge jump and what i see now is that there was a bit of an oppression of some of the good stuff going on in a bid for what some people would call power and money and it was people who could who could influence government big business corporations things like that what i would say to you is that once again these things were based on petty needs for ultimate power. And therefore based on fear, because everything in this planet and in this universe boils down to either fear or love. If it's not love, it's fear. If it's not fear, it's love. Every time. So from there, I want to share with you that these things were very petty because they were based on fear. They were based on someone saying, I want power. Now, I'd like to just quickly talk about power. There are many kinds of power. There's self-discipline. That's powerful. To, to have your own sense of ethics and morals, your own sense of inner guidance, that's powerful. That's power. Then there are people who want to have power over others. That's called, I refer to that as power over Now, when you have power over, you get nowhere fast, but you think you're you're going light speed. You're not. Power over always comes with great regret on both sides of the equation.
0: If I may just interrupt, that's a great, great thought. And also as far as like when you have power over someone, I heard an analogy. If you're having power over someone, you're pressing them down or keeping them down, and you have to lower yourself to keep them there. And I think that's, a, that's incredible. In other words, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you think you're better than anybody and you're pushing them down, you're also lowering yourself because you are then in a karmetic state of, of, of being basically the, the person that is the oppressor or the slave owner.
2: Indeed. Absolutely. Um, so when you look at this, how they've had to lower themselves to be in that position, that is a very low vibration, a low evolution, and it is of fear. Even though it doesn't feel like it's fear, it is. And once you enter fear, it's just a dark, dark corner that you just spiral down in. And the only way to find love again is to release those you think you have power over. The only way to find love if someone has power over you is to release yourself. By releasing yourself, sometimes you don't have as much choice as you want. Maybe you're stuck in a a 60-hour-a-week job that you hate And someone has power over you because you have to make that money. You have to hit that number every week. How do you release yourself? There are ways. There are great ways. And once you start embracing love in your life, all of a sudden these avenues open up. Maybe you're willing to release a few things that you have an ego attachment to. Maybe maybe you need to let go of that Netflix account or perhaps that giant Comcast account Or the Mercedes in the driveway. Let go of some ego attachments and know that love will find a way. And it does every time. And the avenues open up and your needs are met. And it's amazing. And these people that you thought had power over you no longer do. And then you don't end up bitter and angry and frustrated. You end up happy and satisfied and contented with self-discipline in your own center, in your own power. And on that note, I'd like to talk about center real quick, and then I promise I will finish your question, answering your question. When we say that we are centered, we are not to the left, we are not to the right, we are centered. So when we talk about money, politics, power, all of these things, this person's on the far left, this person's on the far right, I would submit to you, just be centered and know what your heart says is love, and you will You will have all your needs met, but not only that, your mind, your heart, your gut, your body, your soul will all be so clued in and so centered and so connected that all will be well in your world. You will have good instincts, your needs will be met, and you will go forward in life powerful and unafraid.
0: I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more because <clears throat> if you have this mental construct of, of power and you have to have power and it's a dog-eat-dog-eat dog eat world, then that's how you're going to perceive life. If you can rise above that and you go into your heart and you remain centered, like if you say, well, remain self-centered, it's not narcissistic, it's centered in yourself of light. And so you are going into love, and I always visualize that the sun is giving this life force to me and this energy I need to go through my life. And so as I breathe in that sunlight, I'm using what I need, but also it's accessible and available to all other people, all other plants, all other animals. So it's like the oneness of the love of God is giving me this this light and this love. Now, you know, I respect you as an alien. I really do. I, I love you, and I think you're beautiful, and I think that... You know, it's it's good, but I've gotten to this point where I I love your wisdom, but I've I used to you know kind of think of God as this abstract thing, and it's this God, and it's. Maybe it's this big guy with, you know, that's white and he has a beard on a cloud or Santa Claus when I was a kid, whatever. And then you grow up and you go, well, maybe it's Jesus or Buddha or or another one of the divine masters or or what is God? And you start seeking it. And then you go, okay, well, maybe it's this religion or maybe that doesn't work. Maybe there's truth in all religions. And so and you get to the point where you go, well, maybe it's aliens. You know, we did that in the in the 80s. And I'm, I'm not trying to insult you. You're beautiful. You're here. I believe you that you're an alien. You're right here. Right. And you believe, okay, maybe it's angels. Uh, the you know, the angels. And where I'm at in my life is that I know it's love, and I know it's the creation of God, and I know that all of it is light and love, and that my relationship to that is to that divine power is the most important part of my life. And so I'm going to discern for myself whether I talk to a human being or a, or a person that's a psychologist or a therapist or or a religious leader, or even you, my dear, as an alien. But eventually, I have to be the one that has to come up with my own conclusions about love and light, and because I'm the one that has to live that life. Now, I personally have gotten to the point in my life where I can see these beautiful bandwidths of light around all earth. And there's it's just like if a me, a prism of light or a rainbow, but it's more intense. So in the in the red, it could be like Archangel Michael, because we perceive that as such. But then in other cultures, it could be Ganesha, or it could be Shiva, just depending, or it could be something that they relate to. In the olive tone colors, it's Saint Jude. However, it could be some other you know, form of, of, a, of a saint in a different culture. So what I'm trying to say is, we are all light. You are light, and I am light, and all alien, and all fish, and everything is light. And so this light is coming into the world and becoming physical. So your body looks very different than my body, and my body looks very different than Ryan's body. But it's all the same thing, and it's universal law. And to treat it with respect and reverence and understanding, and that's why, when you came in, um, you know, in like the in the 30s and 40s, and the, and human beings are going, here's this. It's always existed. It's always existed. In other words, the technology exists to make these bombs and so forth that exists, but it's not going to occur because of the eloquent point that you had, and that was that it is no matter if you're political or religious and it's this power over other people you're saying no it's energy it's love and it's it's respect and so there's always going to be this illusion that you can have power over people but as long as people don't allow that which they're not now there is no power over other anybody else and there's this beautiful harmony of light
2: i agree immensely i, I utterly agree with you i'm um, i wish to share a couple points that i i wonder if maybe our our listeners need to hear a little more well-rounded expansion of what you just said. So we've just come through this age of science and many, many things have happened and we're having the pleasure of enjoying this technology. I mean, you know, wristwatches are a pretty neat thing and so are smartphones. Mm -hmm. They are quite lovely. And once we reach a point where we don't even need those, it'll be even more amazing. However, with respect to Mother Earth, actually Grandmother Earth, what I would like to share is that it is her intelligence, it is her will that matters here. You see, there is a universal law, and it, it applies to every planet, every universe, every dimension, every realm, every reality. It applies everywhere. And then each planet has their own laws as well. And each of these beautiful grandparents of ours that is a planet that is Older than we could ever think of, but much wiser than us. And each one fashions themselves in their own way. This beautiful blue planet Earth, she loves this foliage. She loves to make beautiful sand and deserts and beautiful animals. And she allows humans to be on her surface. Um, And humans and whales and elephants, they all seem to do the same thing for her. They're all like acupuncture needles on her meridians. Mm -hmm. They all serve her very highly. And she blesses them in turn.
0: Makes a lot of sense.
2: But her will is what it matters here. And no nuclear device can be activated without her permission. That is why sometimes shuttles don't go off. They don't go up. Something malfunctions. That's why nuclear bombs don't always activate. Because she did not give permission. So what is most important here is while humans are having these wonderful breakthroughs in science, her permission is what mattered she gave her permission for us to have these breakthroughs Mm. for all the beings on this planet to enjoy a more enriched technology in their lives. What is also important is those beings, those humans that suppressed all of these wonderful breakthroughs. They had a cure for cancer in the 30s. All of these wonderful breakthroughs were suppressed because somebody wanted to make what they call money off of it. We don't have money where I come from, but it's a It's a very interesting concept here. What I would share with you is those beings who were in fear and wanting power over, who established that, died with great regret, and that system is falling away, and that system will go, and there will be nothing but love and joy. You can write that on a calendar and look back on it, and you'll be like, oh, look at that.
0: I couldn't agree more.
2: Yes. It is coming because Grandmother Earth has decided that.
0: Right. I could not agree more, Pauline, with you. And I've seen that as far as like uh, in my angelic work that I do. The reason I say that is because it's a joint agreement. That's all it is. Human beings are a joint agreement. We agree to do this. You are agreeing to be unhappy. You're agreeing to do all these kind of things. You're spiritual light that you are spiritually is light and it is energy it is also creating your emotional body your intellectual body your attitudinal body and it has a healing mechanism to it your body has an immune system that heals itself so does your emotions that balance and puts it into perfect equilibrium spiritually so you were designed to heal it is as you said dear Pauline that when you look at the world, how people said, no, we can control this, we can make a lot of money, and with this money, it's energy, and we can amass great fortunes, and we can do this, and they don't realize the consequence of it. Now, granted, obviously, I mean, there's science, and there's amazing, well-meaning people that are going out and and, and creating great medicines. I've had surgery, and I've, I've had amazing doctors that have healed me. I would not see out of my right eye had it not been for doctors and medicines. I am not downgrading medicine. What I am seeing is, you said, it's like the corruption of energy. For example, going back to the 20s and 30s, when there was this bomb being made, the different cultures that were defining themselves as, as others were in conflict. Yes, I understand. I understand all of them. But as far as these made these man-made rules, or these man-made agreements, these people over there were were not right. So let's exterminate them. Or these people over here were not right. And it's it's nobody's fault. It's just that it was a... A power of the word we talk about viruses and you immediately think of some kind of virus that's attacking the physical body and breaking down the immune system the most dangerous virus in the human consciousness is the virus of the word human beings can speak with such poison words and i've never seen any palladian do that it's like you always speak with love and light in other words you're coming from a consciousness where you're going, oh, this person is less than me, and, and you don't do that. We, you value everything. One thing that I've noticed as a person is when Mother Earth generates this mass amount of love and light, and as you said, we are a product of Mother Earth, she doesn't really value anything more than any anything more or less. It's the same. In other words, she doesn't value the flight of an eagle more than the flight of a beautiful butterfly. She doesn't perceive the water or the frozen ice or the steam is just the same thing but in different form and different in different ways. It's part of the creation of who she is. Mm-hmm. So as you came into this wonderful planet Earth, we humans, from a, the lens of the perspective of fear, sometimes we can tremble and we can say the world is an end, it's, it's over. It's that, no, maybe your life is over and that's what you're trembling at. You, you, you kind of feel your own immortality as far as your physical being, but there's no way that your life would be over as far as spiritually. And so as you were coming in on your spaceship, what did, I mean, you see so much in the headlines right now. What did the Mother Earth look like to you? What was your perspective? Is it, is it in peril or is it in paradise? Is it, is, it, is it going through evolution? What do you think?
2: Well, what she, she welcomed me. That was very kind of her. She is not in peril, The only thing in peril on this planet is that which lives upon her. And she'll create more if she needs to. All of this is by her discretion. All of it. So I hear a lot of humans talk about their carbon footprint. They talk about this and that. And while I believe that, um, personally, we recycle in our rocket ship, thank you very much. However, you have to in a rocket ship. It's a closed system. But what I can tell you is that when I chat with her because she did welcome me at the gates, the portal, to get into this time and space. And there are different portals for different times and spaces. So you have to make sure that you do that. By the way, the lions keep those portal numbers. So make sure you're nice to the lions because you really want to be able to get hit back to your right time and place. It's good to know. Yes, it is. They carry it in their DNA. Right. At least that's what they say. And that's what they gave me, the coordinates for this time and space. What it can tell you also is that... um, What is in peril is the nature of humanity, and I wouldn't even put it as peril. You see, there's an ancient saying for this particular planet, and it is, Mother Earth shall take back her due, and she cares not whether it is in blood or prayer. So whenever you see holy ground is when you see a lot of bloodshed and a lot of praying. I believe that's the Middle East here. You see tons of praying and tons of bloodshed. That is holy ground. She takes back her due there. She gets, she gets fed there, shall we say. We all have a mouth. We all have a mouth located in one place, and that's where our food goes in. It's the energy of the prayer that assists her there. So when you look at it from that perspective, that she dresses herself up by creating all this beauty— when you look at it from the perspective that she does indeed have to consume some of her stuff, maybe you bake bread, you eat the bread, right? You made it, you ate it. Mm. It's the energy that she right. is consuming. I'm not saying that she doesn't like humans. I'm not saying that she wants to eat humans. That is not uh, what I am saying here.
0: Right, I get it.
2: Lest, it I, lest I be misunderstood. No, of course. What I want to say about all of that is that she's not in peril And humans aren't in peril. And even if they left this planet together or all perished, she would just make more. Right. She is extremely talented. This is a planet of creation like no other that I have seen, at least in the nearest hundred thousand light years.
0: That is the greatest gift that we have. Yes. I agree with you, Pauline. It's like this. If it's like you are creating your life and so, so so many times human beings get down on themselves and they go, Oh, if I could just do this, if I had more of this energy, money, or if I was if I was, you know, thinner, if I did this or did that. Well, face the fact that, that you are eternal and that God does not create any mistakes, that you are perfectly created in the divine. Mm-hmm. That no matter what anybody has said to you, whatever anybody tried to hurt you, you as a human being at this time, at this moment, as you are listening to my voice, you are loved. And you are loved of the divine. That you're created of the divine. It's not that you have to do anything to be accepted by God or that which is the divine. It's, that's the illusion you have to take a quick step back from. Your journey as a spiritual being of light started way before you were physical or way before you were a human being. The journey is a privilege for you to interact with other people and to contribute back. Contribute if you can light. Do what you can. But Mother Earth is very much not in peril because of anything the humans are doing or what they're writing in their news is by any means.
2: Absolutely. And I do want to go into that light at the center of each beautiful human. This is not just something that is just to this planet. There are humanoids on other planets, and they do have light at their center. Even when you speak with what a human might call a demon, they have a speck of light at their center. They simply are tortured souls, fellow, fellow travelers on a path. And what I would like to talk to you about is that when someone gets into a hatred or a power over others or vengeance or deep depression or regret, anything fear-related, when you take and look When I speak with someone, what someone might call a demon, when I speak with them, when I have them look at their center, I ask them what's there. It's a speck of light. When I ask them to grow that light, they are no longer what you would call a demon because that light has grown, almost like if you had a virus. And I understand there's a virus going around your planet right now, people are calling. Right. Well, there was a virus already, and it was the virus of fear. And that virus, it affected the consciousness of these humans everywhere. And while I was disappointed that it affected them to that degree, perhaps that's what they needed to know greater love.
0: Right.
2: Sometimes you need to know, sometimes you need those moments of realization to clear it out of the way. Correct. It helps to bring up the pimples to the light and clean them up. Correct. And so this light at the center of each and every one of you, whenever you have a bad day, maybe you did something you weren't proud of. Maybe you were out of integrity, and maybe you have a flaw. We all have flaws. Maybe those flaws were aggravated one day, and you weren't your best self that day. Maybe you haven't been your best self for a while. Perhaps you feel that you're your best self, and you've had a revelation that you're not quite where you thought you were. Whatever it is, I'm throwing some ideas out. The vast majority of us really, really are beautiful, beautiful humans with light at the center. But maybe you've gotten a little off course or you just had a bad day or a bad moment. What is ideal there is you look at that light and that love and you have that gratitude that you have it. The attitude of gratitude, the knowing of love. Right. And it's done. It will grow back and you will get back to center. Not left, not right, center.
0: Right. Centered in love, in your heart, Mm -hmm. and you find your joy, you find your healing, you find that, no, it's not hopeless. And you, know, you, know, you say, okay, so what about these dark humans and so forth and whatever you did in the past? Well, maybe you're a different person in the past. I know that I wouldn't want to be the same person I was when I was 11 or 26 or 52 or even yesterday. Instantly, you can go and if you cling on to this false sense of what you were in the past, this identity, then you become it or perpetrate it. You can release it and let it go and you grow. That's the whole purpose of life. You hit on an incredibly good point. This is so unique this planet, and it is such a privilege for you to be on it, it is incomprehensible sometimes to you. In other words, there has never been a person like me, ever. There has never been an individual named Keith that was born the fourth child to my mother, beloved mother, Edna, my family, my father. There's never been that. Before, in in 19, in nineteen 1958, there was not Keith, but there was physical action and spiritual union that came together and out of nothing became me out of nothing became each human being on this planet what an incredible gift so you have this privilege and this this amazing light of life there are beings on other planets and you taught me this before when we talked before You told me that in your travels, you had vastness, you go to all these different galaxies and all these far-off places, and you see beings of light that are evolving, and they're moving forward toward the light, and they, they would think that our lives here in Denver, Colorado would be heaven. In other words, those beings are in gaseous states, or they're in difficult times, or there could be wars and problems and difficulties, and so they have evolved to their certain point, but we on Earth... They would think that if to get on a plane and go to California would be an amazing thing. Now, that's their heaven. And But also you look at beings on this planet. There are people on this planet that would think that Ryan and I, our lives are beautiful because there are people that are in prison. There's people that are oppressed. They can't love who they want. They, they have laws that are restricting them. So you look at your own personal life as a being of light. And yes, you're evolving, but whatever you are visualizing, whatever you're going to, whatever you're thinking about in the future is what you're going to become. Everything that you're experiencing, I don't know about on your planet, Pauline, but like what Ryan is thinking about is is whats is, in the past is what he is experiencing now. What I'm experiencing is, is what I thought in the past. And so we create our lives and cease to become created by it. So what a wonderful privilege. So if you can... Look at your life in a state of perpetual evolution that never ends. That will bring you great joy. That will bring you healing. If you can look at yourself, and it doesn't matter what you perceive yourself as, but some higher self, whether it's an angel, whether it's Christ, or whether it's Buddha, whether whatever you want to define as, a higher being of love, that will, that will heal you.
2: I agree entirely. You know, fear is the greatest virus. I agree. And what I've noticed as I, because when I left this last time, it wasn't there. And I came back and there was this this virus everywhere that people were talking about. And what I saw was that those that were in the greatest fear were the ones that got it. Because the fear was already there. The virus was already there and it simply needed to take form. That said, how do we create or not create these wonderful lives when we have, when we get centered and we have this beautiful love? How do we do that? Well, if you may say, if I may conclude myself with you lovely humans, since I do not look like any of you, but I'm going to say we anyway, you are the center of your universe, the very center of your universe. And because this is a planet of creation, you can create anything you choose to. It is simply a matter of staying in center, love. It is simply a matter of knowing you are worthy, and knowing you will get it. You don't need to will it. You don't need to have blind faith. What you need to have is love. Right. And everything falls in line. Exactly.
0: And you don't need to have some kind of magic formula. You don't have to know God's codes or anything. All you need to do is know joy and happiness mm-hmm. and spread that cheer. And Ryan was talking about it the other day, right, Ryan? Were you talking about how people were smiling, you'd smile and they'd smile back at hey? you? Yeah, yeah. Right. Simple. You know, a little gesture. Right, it's very simple. You don't have to be greatly studied. Me, my mic wasn't on.
1: Huh. <laughs> I said, yes, a little, simple gestures like that.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just a matter of, of you deciding that you're empowered and you're going to make a difference in people's lives. And going around and helping and enjoying people's lives and enjoying, your, enjoying the beauty makes an incredible di- big difference. Imagine, if you would, that every person on the planet decided, where can I help somebody else? Yes, I have to I have, to have my own needs met, but they're very simple. But where can I do something for someone else? You don't have to go to school or a doctorate degree, but you, you look at your vision. Imagine also, if you would, that each individual honored that or each individual decided that they were going to become uniquely who they came into this world to be. If it is that you became a dentist, then be a dentist. If you're a musician, if you're a chef, whatever it is that you became, what you would also do and notice is that you would also then vibrate on a higher level. The universe, God, that which is divine, that which is all that is, every human being and every part of the creation of the planet would be on your side. It would be a state of pronoia, Rather than being in the darkness of paranoia, where you feel like everything's against you, you would be in a vibration of love, which would be pronoia, and you would find that you would also attract to you other individuals that were vibrating the same way. Collectively, you would be actually then attracting other members of your soul group to create your soul purpose and to accomplish it in this very brief existence. Now, I have some questions for you, Pauline. First of all, do you live forever on your planet or is it like us that we we shuff off the physical body and we're light beings and go into evolve into something else?
2: Well, we don't really have time as you would know it. But I think in your terms, we'd live for, I don't know, just a thousand years or so. It's... It's really, you can leave whenever you choose to.
0: So you're just physical. I mean, you're eternally alive forever, but you just are physical for a thousand years or so.
2: Oh, yeah. well, yes, we are, of course, eternal. Yes. And really, you can be whatever you want. Our system is so close-knit. You know, we have a planet of giant birds. Right. Wow. Then, then there are the beings on our planet. We have another planet that's full of what looks like, would look like humans to you. Right. Really, we can trade planets when we want to and trade bodies and beings. It's just fine.
0: And you view your physical birth and your physical death as the same doorway. One's an entrance, one's an exit, but you're still alive. That's what I heard. You don't fear it like we do on this planet.
2: Well, we don't really have fear where I come from. It's so much fun.
0: So if it's the same thing, so we could do that on earth. We could get to the point where we don't have fear and -hmm. we're just in balance with everything. And, you know, one thing that that is like I was talking about the the war and the violence and the, the energy that goes toward fighting each other that drains the energy. So instead of instead of having like since we're not so much at war at this time then we can have the luxuries. We can have good food. We can have technology. There's more people that are striving. Because during... I mean, my mother is going to be 92 here pretty soon, and she went through the Depression and the Second World War, and there wasn't any money at all. You know, she couldn't have a doll because it had to be recycled, and paper was a, you know, a rarity. And so, see, all that energy is going... I I know there's eternal energy, but it's going toward war. So when you fight in against each other societies or when you're in a household Mm -hmm. and there is not harmony and you're fighting all that energy is being drained it's like a a sucking of the joy and happiness out of the souls that are in that environment Mm -hmm. it is suck and it's affecting so many innocent people if it's a husband and wife that's arguing, the mom and dad, it's sucking the energy out of the kids, and they're not developing right. If it's a war torn situation and you're bombing a city, it's not just the oh those bad soldiers; it's also the women and children, and the and the animals and people, the horses that are suffering. So you can use your energy however you want, and that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. So why not rise to a level of love and light? And why, if you do have your own your own prejudice, bigotries difficulties,
2: why not just keep it to yourself? You know, that seems common sense. I would love to share something with you that I think goes along with that. You see, the entire... Okay, you're familiar with the idea that the Earth rotates around the Sun, correct? Even though it looks like the Sun is coming up and coming down, they say rising and setting. In fact, the Earth is rotating around the Sun. Of course. I would like to tell you that your solar system, in turn... Uh, rotates around the center of the galaxy, which is like another sun. Correct. Now, it is not a round orbit. It is an elliptical orbit, and the the Earth's solar system is not... The elliptical orbit is not... The the center of the galaxy is not in the center of that elliptical orbit. So I want you to picture the shape of an egg. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have your pointy part of the egg at the very top, maybe just a quarter of an inch, three quarters of an inch down, that would be where the center of the galaxy is. So there's a large dark area that the solar system that the Earth belongs in goes through.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You are, you have just come out of the apex of the darkest part. Okay. And a lot of humans don't know it, but you were in the dark ages. Okay, that makes sense. That's why life was not respected to the degree it should have been. That's why all of these marvelous life-changing technologies were not always used for a beneficial way then some of the better ones were suppressed from the average human
0: right
2: you are now entering a photon belt in your solar system and you are entering you are now going through the arc that ends in the center of the universe that photon belt is it's kind of like grandmother earth comes out into her own sunshine Now, what happens when you go into a beautiful meadow full of sunshine? You breathe. You let all that stress out. You open and welcome all that is wonderful in your world. Mm -hmm. And that is what she's doing now. And because of that, there will not be poverty and illness and disease and power over others. It will cease to be because biologically, physically, and via what you would call physics— right it is not capable of existing any longer right. and this will fade away you will see this right so all of these horrible experiences that people go through like the energy driven to war this will no longer exist correct it will not be able to happen on this planet no matter how hard you try and there will be people who will try and then wonder why they even tried
0: i you know i agree okay. with you i i have a master angel course that i go to every month and that was what they were saying, too. It's like the cosmos are getting, are, are becoming bright in its love. It's not just because of the vibration of the cosmos, like you explained, which I totally agree. I love that analogy of the cosmos and the going through the, the photon belt. But also there's enough human beings that have said enough is enough. We are not going to put up with this war. And so because that light shines on it, people that are, if you're out of integrity or if you're not in love but you're in fear, you're just going to babble. You're just going to... It, like as a, an individual or a group or as, a, as a, a government that is corrupt. It's very interesting to see what's happening on the TV and all the chaos, and it's exactly what is needed because it is exposing it for the truth. If you're a liar, deceiver, and you're not operating to the highest good, no one has the right to decree someone else's rights or birthrights. So you have the right to do this, you have the right to do that. What you have is a birthright. When you were born into this world, you have a birthright. End of story. Your birthright is into this Mother Earth and she supports you. No other human being says you have to do this with your birthrights or you live in this particular country or this region and so far here is your Bill of Rights. You have a birthright. And that birthright is for you to learn and grow as a being. So that growth is nurtured. And if you're in truth, honesty and love, you are supported by that which is love and truth as well. You're never going to draw to you. Negative or interference?
2: What I would share with you is you will not draw it to you. However, the human being is meant to live a lot longer than it does. I'd agree. That is why they struggle with death, because they have immortality in their minds. When you look at the animals of this planet, when it's time for them to go, they, go, they say, oh, it's time to go, and they go. Right. And that's how it is. They cross over and they're done. Humans struggle with it a bit. They struggle with it because they were not intended to have such short lifespans.
0: I think they struggle with it because of their erroneous concepts of, of of course, it's fearful to, to die. I mean, in the Buddhist faith, they say, you're actually here not to really, you're here to face your fear, which is death. The Buddha said, what did you gain by all this meditation? The Buddhist said, absolutely nothing. But let me tell you what I Lost. I lost the fear of death and old age, and I lost the fear of being alone because I knew that I was one with that which which created me.
2: I agree entirely about this. What I want to say is when humans lived a lot longer, they didn't have war because they were smart enough to go, and no, we're not.
0: Right, exactly.
2: So the other thing to think about with all of you know, this immortality in their minds and this letting go of the fear and the fear of death and all of that is that... No matter what it is, if you just choose love, and if you look at every single question in your mind and question in your heart and question in your gut, and if you just say, which is love, Mm -hmm. you will always choose right and you will always end up happy. Correct. Even if it looks horrible.
0: Correct. And I agree with you. And then you go, okay, so what is love? Love is this awesome feeling that I have. Love, energy. Love in the human consciousness is indescribable. What is love? It's actually the absence of all fear. It's an energy that created you. It is light. It is love. So you go, okay, so, okay, that's when we hold hands and we're and we in love and we, and we create ourselves and we're together till death do we part. And oh, my God, we're in love. Really? To be together for 55 years and hate each other for 47 of those years and to keep each other tormented and diminished and sad, that's not love. When you are pregnant and you have a baby and you love this child so much that you put it up for adoption and find it a home instead of trying to take care of it, when you're 16 years old and, have, and don't know how to do it, that's love. Love is undescribable. Love is when you are driving down the road and you are thinking of something else and all of a sudden you pull over to get a, a Starbucks coffee and what you don't realize is your divine angel that promised that they would keep you safe. Put that thought in your mind but it was interpreted as your own because you were going to get into an accident at the next intersection. That is love. Love is understanding that the higher power that you are is such an, a love that would not want to cause you harm or hurt. If you look at fear, you look at fear and you go, I am miserable, I'm, 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 I've am I'm. done these things, and we all get to that point. We go, oh my God, I'm I'm in pain, I'm upset, and it's lost, or emotionally, whatever. If you look at God as far as wrath, wrathful, fear, punishment, then it's going to punish me. Oh, my God, this God's going to get me. I better do something good. I better start doing... No, 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 no. You don't need to repent. You need to look at it in love, and you look at it with love and light. And the word repentance becomes the French word repair. That's where repentance comes from. It means to repair. You repair yourself with the love of God. You repair yourself, and you stop. You you, you grow, and you say, I'm not going to treat other people like this. That's what I think love is.
2: I would like to say, you know, I've been coming to your planet for a number of centuries now. Yes. And I would like to point out something to you right along with what you have to say. The ancients on your planet used to make all love stories about falling in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what all love stories were. The The best love stories were about falling in love with yourself. Right. Because even when you're born or even when you die, no matter how many people are in the room, you are alone. Right. And you will always be alone. And yet... You will always be able to share with others if you have love.
0: Right. And not in a narcissistic way, but like loving yourself in so much that, well, it's like the three shamanistic laws that you do not cause harm to anyone, do not cause harm to yourself, and do not allow anyone to cause harm to you. That's the act
2: of love. I love that. Right. That's a. These are marvelous insights. Really right. marvelous. Isn't it wonderful that Mother Grandmother Earth loves herself so much? Oh, absolutely. That she's willing to allow us to play with certain, you know, creative forces. And she's willing to allow others to um, figure things out. She loves herself and therefore others enough to be able to allow. And that is wonderful. I wanted to talk about something that you talked about before, how we cannot... Well, I say the word we again very loosely because I'm here now. I'm saying we because we are all a planet of unity and we will all get there together. Um, However, we cannot blow her up. Do you remember that? Correct. You were talking about that. I wanted to share with you. I agree with you. We cannot blow her up without her permission. If -hmm. she chooses to self-destruct, that's her prerogative. I don't think she will. That's not her personality. Right. There is an asteroid belt in this Solar system. And it is of a blown-up pl- planet. Mm-hmm. That planet chose to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It chose to go on to a different form. Right. That spirit moved on entirely and actually lent itself to Earth. And so it, so it is not unknown of a planet that a planet might blow up or destroy. Correct. But that is when it decides to say, I wish to choose a different form. I wish to live a different experience. I've done this for, oh, 200 million years, and it's time to move forward. Correct.
0: Oh, my goodness. You know, what a terrifying concept that you could actually die. Here's a newsflash. In 120 years, you'll all be dead, but yet your children and all these children will still be here. Okay, so life continues on. What a concept. Death is incredibly scary. Really? Doesn't the acorn have to die to become the seedling and then the oak? Doesn't the caterpillar have to die to become the butterfly? So the caterpillar goes through its life and says, I'm so afraid that i'm going to stay the same as i am i'm just going to eat ravenously all these little leaves and i'm just going to be so afraid because this is all i know and oh my god there's some changes coming and i'm starting to put a cocoon around me and oh my goodness what's happening i'm going into slumber and what's occurring and oh 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 now i'm not a i'm not a caterpillar anymore but wow i'm awfully beautiful not only am i beautiful but i can fly and i can go to all these little uh flowers which i couldn't do before that's what we are as humans we fail to realize that we have died so many times. I'm 61 years old next month, and I've died so many times in this life to who I thought I was, what I perceived I was. Somebody could meet me or know me my whole life, and you would never know who I am. And I, I could know somebody, and you'd never know who you are, because we're in a perpetual state of evolution and change. So no, I death, what's death? It's a death of a period of life. It's a death of something. If I had the flu, I would want it to go away and it would die and it would evolve into something else. So no, this, this fear of death, you're right, but it's like, it, a, a lot of times people are taught religious allegories, and then they come to these conclusions that maybe that's not right and they hold on to these religious allegories because at one time it was a crutch. I use the analogy of this. Fear is like the crib to the baby. The crib You put the baby in so that it can be held safe. If you're 27 years old, you don't want to be in a crib anymore because it would be a prison. So you die to be a baby, you die to being a baby, and grow into adolescence and into your adulthood and the various stages of adulthood.
2: That is a wonderful, wonderful analogy. Another way, another word to use for that is you grow into loving the next stage.
0: Correct. And here's also, if you look at the vastness of our lives as human beings, what a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So I have friends that have craved and wanted and desired to have a child and so they grew when they had a child, right? And so when they when they had this child they they died to being a single person. I personally don't have children. I've never really wanted children. Alright, I'm gonna be sixteen one next one next month if all of a sudden tomorrow morning I woke up and I said, Okay, I definitely want to be a father It's probably not wise at 61, because there's biological things that says, you know, you should be alive to still take care of your child. You know, if, when the child is, is 20 years old, you don't want to be, you know, 81. So it's the same way that it's like a, a female that wants a child, if if she was mine, and says, oh, you know, I want a baby right now. Well, no, that's past. In other words, you, you've made these choices, which is fine, you're not having children, and you've died to that, that part of your life. And so death, there is no actual death as far as spiritually, emotionally. Sometimes... You should die to some of the things you're carrying around. People carry this emotional baggage or this or this intellectual debris so much that's like a weight around them. They need to unburden themselves.
2: I agree entirely. Ryan, we've kind of uh, left you out of the conversation. How are you doing? <laughs> you
0: know what? I am
1: just trying to soak it all in. And uh, I'm freaking out a little bit that there's an alien... Sitting right here in the studio and tentacles and we kind of like skip past all that whole part, guys. So I'm just keeping it cool in the chair and I'm soaking it up and I'm loving all of it, guys. I am.
0: But the thing is, is yes. that to, to, to Pauline... You look pretty scary, too. I mean, you got this mustache and this beard thing going on. And and that's pretty scary. I mean, you have arms (laughs) and legs. I I mean, come on. (laughs) You're frightening.
2: I don't
1: bite. Do you bite? Uh, What what did we say on another show? Upon request?
2: (laughs) Upon request! (laughs) 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 Well, I try not to smile too much around humans because my teeth are so pointy and it scares them.
1: Yeah, you know... um, I'm cautious, but I'm feeling the love.
2: Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I promise I only bite crustaceans.
0: Okay,
1: if I'm perfect then.
2: Yeah, you have no exoskeleton, you're fine. Yes. You're safe.
0: I'm I'm this is probably really inappropriate, politically yes. incorrect, but you know? Maybe we could have like a little alien baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Ryan. A I'm just saying. I'm seeing I'm seeing some kind of kinetic, some I'm, kind of a- energy between the two of you. You guys are playing it <laughs> off. But there is something in the air here.
2: I, I have to level with you and say that I'm not available to have any more <laughs> yes. little me's.
1: That's okay. I don't even know how that all would work out.
0: Ryan, she has anywhere between 1200 and 2200 per gestational period. That's like, like. Just like <laughs> oh, these, wow. So I'd be 22000 It's, like, these, 22, yeah, it's like an octopus. There's all these little thousands of little oh, octopi wow. that's in the ocean. So Man. you have got to start saving some money. If you're going to procreate with... with but I do go
2: and... back and raise my thousands of children at a time. <laughs>
0: right, I'm just saying.
2: I don't leave them floating in the ether. <laughs> That's
0: good. Oh
2: <laughs> I think that your uncle has an agenda here, Brian. Yes,
0: no.
1: <laughs> I'm red if you guys can't see it. So. <laughs> I don't know what to say next. I'm trying to be a gentleman to the <laughs> alien here. <That's> right. but <laughs> I, I do got all kinds of questions. Um... Where did you park your spaceship?
2: Well, you know, it lands just <laughs> like a house on the on the land that I have okay, in Palisade,
1: so right out front here.
2: Well, no, I flew over. Gotcha from Palisade. You know, oh, I have okay. a floating device. All right. I parked my rocket ship, my my beautiful royal blue, yes, I would love two to story see. Victorian <laughs> palace. That's what I was getting to.
1: Is I wanted a tour of the rocket ship.
2: Well, I can give you a tour of that, but you'll have yes. to fly back over in my. My floating device. Okay, I got (laughs) you. It doesn't take very long, because as the crow flies, it's like 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Really? Yeah, it's very fast. I'm in. Okay. Yes, me too. I go up very, very high so that, you know, I don't get pestered by the FAA and...
1: (laughs) Everybody else. And,
2: you know, passing drones and, you know. Right. And there's something, some, some network thing... A man named Elon Musk is putting up there as well. <laughs> yes. I kind of I flow, fly below those but above everything else. Is it
1: kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar with Wonder Woman here on Earth. But I think she's a character that has like an invisible kind of
2: like plane. Thing. Yes, you can I call can, me Wonder Woman okay, anytime is it, you is like. It like that? See
0: people of podcast land. These two are like there's some kind of energy here. I mean, I'm not the only one you gotta agree. There's something going on. I, I'm thinking there's like little Ryan Alien babies mm. in the future. 22,000. <laughs> 22,000. I always
1: wondered, you know, what a world would be like with, you know, twenty-two thousand me, kids. but yeah.
2: 22,000. <laughs> well, we have a lot of tentacles. I don't know if you want one of you with lots of tentacles. That's
0: right. <laughs> That's a word that you have to really be careful. I'd be saying. curious to see. No. <laughs> <The whole>, yes. <laughs> so I have a question, Pauline. You know, if you look at the your planet, and we describe it as the uh, Pleiades, uh, the Pleiadian Galaxy, and in Japanese, that means Subaru. Mm-hmm. So, are there Subarus on your planet?
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> He's wondering if everyone drives Subaru well, on your planet. I mean,
0: did like well, it's like chicken and egg? Did the Japanese did they import them from your planet, or did they name their cars they made in Japan after your planet? I mean,
2: well, they named them after our star system. Oh, okay. Um, my planet is not pronounceable in your language. Okay, and what? We don't actually have something we drive around because we don't need to. We have very um what you would call thin water and mm-hmm. then dense gas. So we float oh, all wow. the time. And we don't need to So you
0: have no automobiles whatsoever. No,
2: that would be cool. We don't need it would to. Be cool. yes. So we and if we like you, what you would call carpool, we just have pods. Oh cool. And we just float together wherever we want to go.
0: So there's no Subarus there. Huh.
2: Well, if you want to imagine a Subaru there you can. <laughs> but <laughs> the language that we would use is more like ar, 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 and that's what it would be called and i don't know that that's translatable.
0: Mm, no, me neither.
1: <laughs> We're getting close. Yeah. We had what they call the hoverboard, not like the back to the future one. Right. But, you know, the kids ride around on the two wheel things. Right. But i did hear that you know, the hoverboard is in concept stages. Seriously. So, like it is something that's going to like hover us in like a board or something. Wow. Um, and I, it has to do with magnets, I guess, and with the earth and everything else, and putting these magnets on the board, mm-hmm. and it kind of hovers above the ground wonderful so we're getting close
0: that's we're great getting real close i can see them yes. just like in my neighborhood with all the all the scooters and all the bikes and i was run into by one of those little scooters oh with
1: the, the hoverboard things
0: no not the hoverboard but it was one of those uh you scooters, the scooters yeah. yeah, this woman was driving down the road <laughs> and, <laughs> and fell off and went right into me oh you know gosh, i'm a big no. guy yeah I'm a big guy and she hit me right in the back. This is absolutely you know, like, okay, I'm thinking, well, I wonder if this is my little, you know, ninety year old mother that you did this. She could be injured, but thank God <laughs> did physics isn't for example. No, it's like she she's the one that fell in. she fell off me, honestly. She fell off and bounced right into a tree. Okay. I thought, okay. You could have caught her or right. something. Well, I didn't. <laughs> it's like I should have would have could have but I didn't and I you know Well you're but not a little safe. man how did right. she miss you Well she d- that's the thing she didn't she went right into me mm. and because I'm not a little man I'm really big and I have mass and she didn't. She, <laughs> she bounced off me off of and <laughs> hit the tree, and the tree had a lot of mass too. So it was so it was so doomed like, from the beginning just because of the laws of, of physics. It was for you know it wasn't it was it was not going to end well for her. Note
2: to self: Don't give her a hoverboard. Right.
0: But then, like I'm saying now, we're going to have hoverboards in my neighborhood, and yeah. and yeah. that'll be great too. Yeah. You we're talking about the languages you speak on in your. In your planet we, There's a lot of people in my neighborhood That speak Faganese down there too It's very I mean it's one of the dialects I guess Down in yes. my area But it's okay It's, it's, everyone it's 2020 Yeah we all understand yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, There's a little fairy stuff going on yeah. It's a you know, fairy dust It's, it's really nice. It's, a nice it's a nice area I like
2: it I love fairy dust
0: I do too I didn't say I didn't I mean I <laughs> like fried chicken too
2: <laughs>
0: You know there's a lot of things All right So, any questions, any other things, any universal laws that we need to reveal to Um, the human being? I'm interested
1: in how to get one of your floaty devices so I can be floating (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, (laughs) yes, go ahead, guys.
0: Nothing. (laughs) I've reached a state of nothingness, of mindless emptiness. I have, yeah. I feel
2: extremely blissful and, and complete. Me,
1: me as well. Yeah, um, like too. I was saying, I just kind of sat back on this episode and was just soaking up everything. So I loved it, guys. Right. Thank you for all the
0: insight. Appreciate oh, that. Thank you for all your work, Ryan, on oh. this podcast. If it wasn't for you, it wouldn't exist. Oh, no well, good. listen,
2: That's Ryan, no I have problem. a niece I'd like to introduce you to.
0: Oh, great.
2: <laughs> Tentacles? Of course. And she's
0: neon green. I've met her. Okay. Yeah.
2: But she can hula really well. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: Spaceship of her own?
2: Uh-huh and 12 hula hoops. Okay, I'm in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: There you go. I'm gonna pull my arm there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's
0: right. All right. Well, Pauline, thank you so much for dropping in and joining our podcast. We do hope that you're going to join us uh, from now on and and add your great wisdom from your perspective and your and your world as it is. It's wonderful. I I'm, I'm I, I know that it's that you're going to be very welcomed here, all right?
1: You are very welcome. So anytime, come on by the studio, and uh, I'll be glad to soak up some more energy, some more light, some more love.
2: Well, I am so grateful. Yes. Thank you very much. I feel great love, and I feel great kindness from both of you, and I appreciate being here. I appreciate the invitation. Love to come back anytime you'll have me. I'd love it, yes.
0: but you actually don't have your tenant. It's going cool on my knee. It's on Ryan, so just saying. Oh,
2: oops. <laughs> That's what that was.
1: <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I'm keeping it PG tonight. We guys. really should,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. There's all these earth people out there.
2: Well, you can't blame a girl for flirting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, love and light to all of you. I do hope that this gave you some kind of a warm and fuzzy in your tummy or some kind of light in your heart. Go out there and make yourself... Better, be consistent and conscientious of the time and how you're using that precious commodity called time. Don't waste it. Believe me, it's not just because of a spiritual truth. It's because I'm old. (laughs) And when you're old and you look back, you don't want to look back with any regrets. You don't want to look back and say, oh, I should have done that or I should have done that. You're not going to regret what you did. You're going to regret what you didn't do. If you're sitting on that couch watching the TV and watching your days go by and complaining, you're going to regret that. So get out and live your life. Be consciously alive, and I mean it. We wish you love, and I know that the creator that created you created you in love. Love and Light, this is Keith (laughs) out.
1: stuff in my life but that
2: was
3: awesome <laughs>